Carlos Santana is more than the 19 home runs he rode in on. He's more than the healthy OPS and other power numbers that he's shown over the years. He's a leader. He's a clubhouse guy. And the reason that I know that is that the team can't stop mentioning it. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. The Pirates officially announced the signing, although the terms were agreed to last Friday, yesterday of Santana to the one-year $6.7 million contract. In turn, they put out a press release in which a written statement from Ben Charrington said, we look forward to welcoming Carlos to, to Pittsburgh and to our clubhouse, in which Charrington, in a meeting with reporters, said that Carlos has great leadership skills. We think he's going to be a big help to our clubhouse. And in which Carlos, with the help of a team interpreter, had this to say about what leadership means to him. Um, so I, I will try to help out in two ways. One, with uh, my performance and, and the work that I put out, um, and also just hoping to be a role model with uh, the way I carry myself as a good teammate, um, you know, so not just on the on the field, but being a good person off the field um, around them as well. So just so we're all on the same page here, Carlos is being welcomed with open arms as a leader, as the clubhouse guy, and Carlos knows it. Now, you know, and I know, and by the way, Ben Charrington knows that you don't pay somebody $6.7 million to say rah, rah. They've got to be able to play, and to his credit, Santana, this past season, if you can look beyond a 202 batting average, was a good player. He put up good power numbers, and it does look like, between him and G-Man Choi, that the Pirates will have a first base slash DH combo in some form or other that they'd be able to utilize on a regular basis. Wonderful. Awesome. But let's talk about this here leadership thing, okay? Because I don't bring it up all that often because I haven't seen it as relevant. When you lose 101 games one season, 100 the next, leadership ranks really, really, really low on your list of problems because there's nothing to lead anyone to. So what does it mean that all of a sudden... That seems to be of worth. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. I'm going to try to find a nice way to say this because I really, really like Brian Reynolds. I really, really like Brian Hayes. I like what some of their other younger guys bring, including in their intangibles. But I am here to tell you unapologetically and without hesitation that this team does not have anything remotely resembling a leader in that clubhouse. 
There are players who will get other players to gravitate toward them. I've spoken with you on this show about Yeri De Los Santos, who himself was a rookie in 2022, being someone that the Latin American players kind of like to go to. I've spoken to you about Jose Quintana having had that aura about him with the starting pitchers. The hitters, they they went to Daniel Vogelback, but it wasn't so much in a leadership rah-rah thing. They went to him for hitting tips. They saw his incredible ability to take pitches specifically, so they figured he was just like Mr. Study Up on everything and were constantly picking his brain. Ben Gamble had his own way of leading, but not, again, at all in the let's go, guys, let's play harder kind of stuff. It was just look at what Ben Gamble's doing out there, laying out and eating ivy at Wrigley Field to catch a ball for a team that's going to lose 100 games. So this is a little bit different. Actually, this is a lot a bit different <laughs> that Charrington would even acknowledge the need for leadership. Does it mean that he and or Derek Shelton and or some others in the coaching staff have acknowledged pretty much what I just ended up telling you? It might. Does it mean that they plan to take 2023 more seriously than what I'd heard a couple of months ago? It might. It also just might be, and never rule this one out, that the Pirates think everybody is dumb and that they can't look past a batting average in the year 2022. So they're going to see the 202 average and think, oh no, this guy stinks. What a ridiculous contract. Dumpster diving, only overpaying for it. So they feel the need to include in the press release and in all other mentions that he's also an inspirational clubhouse guy. Never rule that out. They really, really, really think they're smarter than everybody else at everything. And when I say that, trust me that it's not specific to the Pirates. It's not specific to Charrington. It's across the board with baseball managements now. That's just the cultures that they've created within the broader culture. Setting that aside, after setting that stage, I can tell you that the Pirates do need this. And I, too, welcome having someone in the room who can show some accountability, who can make sure that others demonstrate Similar accountability. There were times in 2022 when that could have been used. But, you know, I'm not going to pull this off in today's segment, but there's a lot more that I have to say about leadership and the type of leadership that's needed to take this team to the next level. So what I'm going to do instead is save that for tomorrow's opening segment. Yes, that's right. A same bat time, same bat channel segue for you as we head into today's second segment. And that, of course, is J1Q. from Braden Pavlik, who says, DK, I see these reports from verified sources that the Pirates are active in looking for pitchers and outfielders. How does that come about, and what does that mean? Are they just talking to the agent, meaning the Pirates, or are they actually interested in trying to work out a deal? Braden, what you asked there is so multi-leveled that I'd have a hard time answering it fully 
And to even my own satisfaction in less than an hour, so I'm going to try the shortest possible version here. Because you brought up a couple of different things. You you brought up uh, the nature of reporting these types of things, and then what it is that the pirates and or the agent would be discussing. Here's what I know from my own experience in the business, and now, of course, in owning a media company and working with our current beat reporters on how they deal with this sort of thing. The information, the type of information that you're describing almost always comes from the agent. And it comes from the agent because the agent wants to get out to the public that there is interest in his client. Because if there isn't interest in his client from X number of teams, and if those teams aren't named then it looks like nobody wants his client. And if there's nobody who wants his client or nobody who's known to want his client, then there's, you know, there's no competition for the client's services. And the agent, of course, doesn't get his 10 to 15%. So it's incumbent and it's common practice for the agent to call up someone like me or email someone like me. I got one of these three days ago, actually. And they say, hey, the pirates are one of five, six teams that are in on my guy. So even though more often than not, they won't tell you who the other teams are, enough reports emerge and there are enough aggregators out there, meaning not reporters, but just people who collect actual reporters work that you can say, well, the Pirates, the Cardinals, the Angels, and the Twins have all been connected to this guy. So there are at least four teams known to have express some level of interest. Now, to the other part of your question, the level of interest this time of year, unless it's an extraordinary situation like an Aaron Judge or a a player that's just of such prominence that you're measuring every syllable spoken or written anywhere about him, the Pirates reaching out to a player almost always means nothing more than that they contacted and said, we're interested and stay in touch. That's it. Over the weekend, there were multiple reports about a pitcher, right-handed pitcher, who was in the Phillies rotation for a time last season. I don't remember his name. I was busy covering football in Indianapolis, but you've probably heard about him, so you know. And our football writer, Chris Halleck, who's sitting there with me, once covered this pitcher while he was with the Texas Rangers, so he had a contact with the agent. So Chris, this is about an hour before kickoff, is making his own calls to try to help out Alex Stumpf, our baseball beat writer, and he's reaching this agent and the agent is exchanging some more information and saying this and that and whatever else here. And he wouldn't get into any kind of term or dollars or whatever that the pirates had or hadn't offered. And when Chris came back and shared this information with me, I told him the same thing I'm telling you, which is that it, it, this doesn't mean anything, at least not now. All that it means is that the pirates went and put their name literally tossed well, not literally, figuratively tossed the Pirates logo into this guy's hat and said, whatever it is that comes up, stay in touch. So what the agent does is he gets offers, he generates offers by doing more of this sort of thing. And then once push comes to shove, 
Since he promised Ben Charrington a phone call or a text, he reaches out to Ben, lets him know what's going on. Ben says, hey, we can do better than that. Or Ben says, wow, seriously? No thanks, man. Your guy stinks. Okay, Ben doesn't say that, but you get the idea. And then the pirates are out of it. And then what you end up having here, and this is among the lowest common denominator of people who follow sports, is all the pirates, they just... They just create this stuff for PR so that they can get uh, attention on themselves and make it look like they're trying to go after these guys. It's the other way around. The agents are the ones doing this. And the pirates never even pretended to have interest in the guy beyond, hey, if his value were to really drop, meaning his price, to what we think it should be, let's talk. But if it ends up that you get what it is that you're looking for, hey, good luck to you. God bless. There, how'd I do, Braden? How was that? I appreciate the question. That's good stuff. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.